This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Well, we're getting you ready, folks, to start hour two of our program. Of course, lots of great conversations ahead. Please hope you'll stick around with us and uh, enjoy the rest of your day with us right here on Kelly and Rumya. Remember, subscribe and check out our podcast when you get a chance. You can listen to the show in segment form. You can listen to the show in its complete form. Matt Agnew also today providing us with our audio vanity card at the end of the full show podcast. The lady over there. He's at the studio in Toronto. That's Rumya Muth, and I'm Kelly McDonald at the home studio in London, Ontario. This guy we're bringing on next, Vic Pereira. He is our community reporter out in Winnipeg, joining us on the program today. Vic, thank, nice to have you back. Oh, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Rumya. Nice seeing you again. There's a bit we of a war these... between Winnipeg and Toronto happening this morning on the oh, morning oh. show. Oh, Completely my fault. It's because Why I said it... I would never leave Toronto and... Uh, Dave well, Brown said, well, try moving to Winnipeg. And I was like, never. And But I was like, no, not because it's not about Winnipeg. It's about Toronto, center of the universe. Oh, Vic, does it my affect Winnipeg from, people? Well, my oh, wife go ahead, is go from ahead. Toronto. Oh, my wife is from Toronto and she doesn't want to go back. See? Okay, great. That's an argument for, well, that's for me a, to bring a, to Dave tomorrow. Well, but most people outside of Toronto feel the same way. Um, <laughs> whether they've been or not, right? But Vic, do people in Winnipeg get mad when people call it Winterpeg? No, because, you know, there's Winter Pig, Manasnoba. <laughs> I didn't just know that with one. It. I like that. <laughs> and and if, if we're lucky to win, you know, uh, the Great yeah. Cup, then it's Winter Pig for a while. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. It sounds like um, town names in a kid's book. I like that. <laughs> All right, Vic. Winnipeg Transit Master Plan. Oh, boy, we know about these kinds of things going on. And, Vic, I'm a big supporter, especially of those of us in the disability world. Get out there and get to these um, information sessions when they're held like this one. Yes, because you know, they were supposed to be actually 2020 was the original plan, which never happened. And now they're coming up with another plan because they haven't really fixed transit here. Like Winnipeg came mm. to be in about 1972 when a bunch of communities merged to form Winnipeg. I think that happens in other places like Toronto, yes. St. St. Charles, and they never really adapted the routes. Like they may have stretched a couple of them or tweaked a couple of them. Like we even have buses with the same number that go to different destinations. Which oh my God! Well, that's confusing. Do they, at least put a, do they at least put an A, B, C or something like that when they when they need to expand when they're annexing these areas? Oh no, that that would be too easy. They they would have something <laughs> like uh, 16 Osborne Southdale Center, or 16 Osborne uh, Saint Amant, which don't they're not even close to each other. So if you're oh. just looking to the 16, or if you have a bit of a print disability, or if you're uh, new to the city, you get on the wrong 16, you're not going to end up where you want to be. Yeah. 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 Here in London, they've taken off the names, which is really difficult. It's just really a numbered <clears throat> route. You have to know which route you're on, go to the sign. And I'm, I, I have to wonder how much of that was done for that ease, that accessibility, and people just not getting confused. They just know I've got to get the 17, then the 25, and just go yeah. like that. Um, and what I hope are your to feelings? find that out at this. I'm hoping that they're going to clear that up in the information session, because some of the pre-information uh, they provided, there are a lot of maps and stuff, and I've tried 
have people explain it to me. I've tried using various AI tools, but I still can't get a picture of what this master plan is going to look like in the end. So I'm hoping these information sessions are going to clear it up. Yeah. Um, do you think there, I mean, again, you're saying you're hoping <clears throat> certain things like that. Do you expect any other conversation about what seems to be a restructuring of the system? Well, they want to integrate Winnipeg Transit Plus, which is, uh, I think a lot of other cities might call it paratransit or Accessibus or Handy Trans. They, they want to integrate that as well, and uh, but they haven't been very uh, out forthcoming in how that's going to happen. So it would be interesting to see what, what they do with that. And the downtown where they're, they're creating that hub at Union Station, that's where the Via Rail Station is. So at least people coming in on the train, they should be able to hop on one of these uh, transit routes to take them to where they need to be. Excellent, yeah. Yeah, we got to do more, always do more uh, when it comes to connecting different systems together. Of course, local transit systems need their improvements as well, but the connection and how difficult some of this stuff can be, especially on an accessibility level for people with disabilities, but in general, I think a lot of people um, go through a lot of hell yeah. trying to no, connect. And you got to get people out of cars, man. You got it. You know, and I'm going to be curious to see what where I'm going to end up in the city because I use transit quite a bit, and now I'm going to have to learn a whole new system. Yeah. yeah. And so it's going to be uh, quite the – maybe I'll find a new coffee shop or something. <laughs> exactly. Get lost and find one. That'll yeah. be fun. Then you'll never remember what route it was you were on. Was it the 16A? <laughs> Gee, oh, God, yeah. forget it. Got to return our brains, retrain. Um, tell us, because this is uh, more about physical activity, about the Accessible Sport Expo Manitoba. Yeah, the accessible sport, they, they get a lot of organizations that have all these different types of sports activities for people with different disabilities. And they, last year, the, they first had it at the University of Manitoba, where they uh, come together in a big auditorium and let people try the sport. So last year, we took our tandem bike and let people ride it around the track. There was uh, the uh, Manitoba Rifle Association was there with their laser sight, with the audible laser sight, so you could try shooting. There was some jujitsu uh, happening. Uh, and I think there was uh, archery, I think was another activity. And it's it's for all disabilities. So you might have, you know, a, a, a hand bike that you can pedal, or it's hard to do cross-country skiing indoors, but uh, there, there might even be some of those. So, so they want to get become a, an information source so that no matter what type of ability you have or what accommodation you need, you can go to this one-stop shop, try it, and if it's for you, get more information and get out there and be more active. And Neverville is just uh, just outside the city, so it's, it's kind of nice that they're getting outside because Winnipeg is a major center, like 75% mm. of the population is here. So it's nice to see that uh, they're, they're reaching out to some of the smaller communities and get more interest there as well. That's a great point, actually, Vic, because I'm, I'm seeing a lot of this in different <clears throat> provinces as well, even with sports that we already uh, know a lot about or, you know, in the para sports communities. But really, when it comes to especially the tryouts side of things, so recreational and um, grassroots level uh, initiatives, we do want to make sure that geography is a highly considered element. Yeah, especially being a, 
a city with four seasons, you want to make sure you have uh, things for people to do in regardless of what the season is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so is this something that you've taken part in before or first kind of time hearing about it? I've taken, it was the first time last year and we were there okay. and we did, because our tandem, it's, you can adjust each seat and handlebar individually. You don't, uh, they're not tied to that center post for the, nice. for the pilot. So even people of uh, different statures were able to, to ride and try it. And there was no divorces and no breakups, so everything went well. <laughs> Tandems have become very, very popular, not <clears throat> just for the, the blind low vision community, but in general, I think. Um, so I often think about redesigning tandems to make sure that that, like what you just mentioned, adjustability, is something that we could think about by default rather than think, oh, this tandem's not for me, next. Yeah, because the first... The tandems were usually designed for the larger person to be the pilot and yeah. the smaller person that's to be the it. stoker. Yeah. So that's getting away from that now, which is nice. And the strokers just kind of yeah. deal with what they deal with for height and uh, uh, space, distance between handlebar and torso. Yeah. yeah. Unless you get extensions or something yeah. like that for the handlebars. And it's just, uh, yeah. Uh, Vic, let's uh, spin into your uh, last one, if we may. The peak of the market potato week. Yes, I put that in there for fun because who doesn't like I potatoes? Love it. <laughs> yeah. Even well, though this isn't uh... the season for harvesting <laughs> potatoes, <laughs> it's usually right. in, you know August, September. But uh, now they're they're challenging restaurants to come up with their creation of this uh, you know beloved vegetable or tuber. I don't know what the difference is yet. But uh, as for a person who enjoys things like French fries, mashed potatoes, twice baked potatoes. We're, we're going to pick a few restaurants to go to and, and see, and hopefully we come out feeling you know, full and satisfied because we've all been to restaurants where you come out just feeling different. So it'd be nice to try something, something new. And wow. We do grow a lot you, of potatoes here because Carnation what? is just outside of Winnipeg and they ship a lot down to Mexico because the, oh. there's a, you know, the, the, Highway 29 across the U.S. border goes right down to Laredo, Texas, right to the Mexican border. And right. uh, they export a lot to the U.S. and to Mexico from here. Wow, that's amazing. And and again, uh, I was joking off the top about the Winterpeg thing. What a more up here in Canada warmy thing. So as we laugh at this time of the year, talking potatoes like this. But what? how many people are making those soups? Potato this, potato leek, whatever it might be, because it gives you that warming up from the inside kind of thing. Um, it, it totally makes sense. But that's something that most of us wouldn't know, that that pipeline right down to Mexico and that celebration of the potato. Yes. And uh, I'd never had a Mr. Potato Head growing up. So maybe maybe they'll show up as the he'll show up as the mascot at one of these restaurants. I remember those darn things. I, I never had one either. It was just one of those things as a kid. I'd, oh, no, I don't want that one. But, oh, boy. Uh, well, what is your favorite soup, Vic, that keeps you warm? Is it a potato-related soup, or are you somebody that goes for squash? Well, I like scotch broth, which does have potatoes in it. But uh, I also appreciate a good squash. Yeah, wow. Hey, pal. Thanks a lot. I always appreciate you being on board with us and getting a chance to visit. Uh, we'll talk to you next month when it won't be so winter peg. We hope. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Vic. Camille Reporter Vic Pereira joining us.
from Winnipeg with the latest that he's got for us. We talk to our community reporters on the program Monday through Wednesday. Sometimes we throw one in on a Thursday if we miss our Monday performance of the show. Uh, but it's always great to get their insights, things coming up, and experiences out, and that taste of their community, potato soup and all. Up next... Wendy Donnan, executive director of the Oakville Festival of Films and Arts, joins us with a lot of details on their fourth annual International Women's Day events. We'll get into this conversation as we invite back old friend Wendy to the program after this. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.